0: What's up, y'all? it's girl Ari Marie, and I am introducing to you guys my podcast, Elephants in the Room. And I have a special guest with me. And um, go ahead and introduce yourself. Yo,
1: what's going on, people? It's your favorite podcaster, your favorite voice, the voice of Chicago, Podcast Poppy, Podcast Guy, Rashad Nasir, one half of the one up, what up Joe podcast. What's up, Ari Baby? What's going on?
0: Nothing much, first off, I just wanna thank you for um agreeing to do my first episode with me. I'm super excited, and hey um, thank
1: you for this doing it. Great Shit.
0: <laughs> 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 I'm super grateful to just have you and your advice and your feedback and everything. So shout out to for you. Sure. um, and so I just wanted to give the listeners just a little background on me. Uh, I am 25 years old. I am currently a student at Illinois Media School, and um, basically my goal with this podcast is to um, really give people a platform to, you know, talk about certain topics that, you know, people don't normally address, hence elephants in the room. Like, I want to touch on things that affect us, when I say us, I would really want to say millennials and Black people um, on a day-to-day basis that people really don't know what we experience um, and the death of certain things that uh, happen to us and how we have to, you know, continue to go on and kind of, you know, just what is the word that I'm looking for? Like, overcome uh, uh, these certain things. So um, that is what uh, the premise of my podcast is going to be. Nice. Um, so, uh, what should I say? I would say that I want to represent the voice, like I said, for millennials. Um, I want to represent the voice of pretty much anybody that can relate to the different experiences. So, the title of the first episode is... A Moment of Vulnerability. Wow, I can't even say that word right now. (laughs) I hate that this one is always like a tongue twister for me. But uh, with this episode, I just want to kind of share different experiences um, between us two um, that are, you know, pretty deep. Uh, So this is the big step for me. Just for the simple fact that if you know me to know me um I'm very practical mm-hmm. and um <laughs> you and yes this is this is really to be honest, like I was um anxious about it because you know I'm kind of concerned as to how certain people are gonna receive certain things just because when I say like this is gonna be real and raw like it's it's real and raw straight to the gritty. So, you know, certain people might hear certain stories and they might, you know, feel the type of way. But at the end of the day, like I want to live in my truth. And the reason why I'm going to touch on certain topics and share these experiences is because it needs to be talked about. And I feel like that, you know, maybe I can't help some people um with, you know, what they're going through just by sharing my personal experiences so are you ready to talk listen there's
1: nothing wrong with a little friendly fire if nobody gets killed (laughs) yeah but yeah i'm ready definitely
0: okay so um i definitely want to uh talk about generational curses for a um for episodes. I don't really want to necessarily get into that um, specifically right now. Well, let me but, say something real um, quick
1: that you touched upon um, in terms of this podcast, especially this episode, you know, kind of us just, you know, focusing on a lot of, you know, because with, with this podcast in general, uh, this is an opportunity for us to really dig in and talk about certain things that are uh, regarded as necessarily, you know, it's kind of like hot seat kind of conversations, kind of a right. little bit taboos. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's it's one of those things where it's like, remember coming up in certain family dynamics, you might have had the experience where um, certain things that took place within the family, like, you know, stays in the house. and yeah. And sometimes though, especially from, you know, our generation, some things that may have stayed in the house may not have even been spoken about in the house. You know, right. and I think that as and, as as millennials, mm-hmm. I think that what's dope about us is that we come from um, a place where we don't really have those same kind of fears of speaking mm-hmm. our truths anymore. You truth. know?
0: Yes, man. I'm so glad you just said that because I literally just had a conversation with uh, my brother a couple days ago about this um and before i get into that i did want to mention too that the reason why um i feel like this podcast is important because i want to change the stigma that surrounds us um with you know what goes on in the house stays in the house what i go through you know i gotta keep it private Mm -hmm. type shit so um I was actually talking to my brother. Uh, I have three brothers. Uh, One passed away in 2017. And so I have a brother that uh, I grew up with in the house, my mother's son. And then I had two brothers on my father's side. Now, my brother, um, who I grew up with, uh, over the years, we've had some struggles in our relationship, which is crazy because we were so super tight super close like that was my first best friend you know we grew up in the house together but um when he went away to college you know we kind of like um grew apart I would say and so um trying to have a relationship as adults became difficult because um we didn't necessarily agree on certain things and just honestly the way that we were raised and growing up and having these um cycles that need to be broken you know that definitely plays a part in our relationship so I uh, called him up and I told him that you know I I'm sick like I'm tired of doing the same dance the same cycle as if when we get into it we have a disagreement it's like when we miss each other it's just like we started back talking but we don't talk about what had transpired between us it's just like oh I'm sorry you know my bad I miss you I love you let's be cool again but it's just like we're really not making yeah we're not we're not making any progress because we're not talking about what happened so like literally me and my brother had a heart-to-heart we were on the phone for like about an hour and I just had to tell him like look bro if we're going to commit to, you know, fixing and mending um, our relationship, we need to talk about the shit that hurt us. I need to sit here and I need to tell you, you did this and this is how you hurt me. And it's not as in I'm trying to make you feel bad, but I need you to know how I felt so that moving forward, you don't do something again to make me feel that way and I need to know what I did in the past to make you you know do or act a certain way and so that conversation was you know it was big and I'm glad that we had it and it was a step but you know it's easier said than done because now it's like now it's time to put in the work but the fact that he's open to work on the relationship uh, with me I'm very excited about that because I miss my best friend like my brother is my everything And even though you know over the years we've had our issues and we don't necessarily see eye to eye at the end of the day I feel like family is everything and with everything that's going on in the world and with everything that we've been through um separately and together I just feel like all right fuck it it's time for us to really solidify our relationship because I need you and you need me type shit
1: so yeah I can dig that uh, that's cool man you know what for me though, for me those are good problems to have and I say that in relation yeah. to you and your situation because I have so I have three siblings in total okay my sister mm-hmm. um, Ashley she um, is a couple years older than me she lives in Chicago I have a little Mm -hmm. brother who um, Trey is about 25, 26 now. He stays in Alabama. And then, of course, the one closest Mm -hmm. to me, my little brother, Christian, who we have the same mother, he's 18. Now, Mm -hmm. coming from my other two siblings, who we have the same father, I have not Mm -hmm. been able to build a fruitful relationship with them. To where we've ever had mm. those kind of conversations, or really getting like we don't have problems because we didn't grow up together, but at the same time we have right. problems because now we're adults with children, and we don't communicate.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And and for right. me, you know, at at this stage of my life, um, I wish that it was a a dynamic that I felt I had more power um, into. Dan, at, at the same time, mm-hmm. a part of me only really cares so much, unfortunately, to where it's like, I'm probably not going to put any extra effort to try to, you know, bridge, um, some new relationships.
0: <laughs> okay, well, let me say this now, um, I have three siblings total, like I said, um, i have all brothers i'm the uh-huh. baby <laughs> um my brother that i grew up in the house with Trevine, he is 28 and then justin who passed in 2017 he um would have been 29 and then my oldest brother kevin he's 35 so we're 10 years apart now i lost my brother justin in 2017 and because he's my father's son, I did not grow up in the same house with him. I actually did not meet Justin until I was Ooh. 12 years old. So, if we're touching on family dynamics. I would say I get you on the, you know, like, you you don't really feel like putting in the effort to, like, bridge the relationship. But look at it from my situation. My brother Justin, um, like I said, I met him when I was 12. He, uh lived, I believe he grew up in Indiana, Um, to be honest with you, I'm not necessarily sure, but um, as we got older, we developed a relationship on our own, and so we would communicate. We never really lived in the same state. Um, When I was away at Illinois State University, I believe at that time, he was back and forth from Georgia and Indiana, and we always talked, and we always talked about hanging out but whenever I was in town like we actually never really got the chance to hang out but ironically my brother Trevon my brother that I grew up with him and Justin hung out and they had a relationship and they were able to kick it and spend time with Uh each other because they're also around the same age So, so March 2017 comes and I go on Facebook and I see that everybody saying rest in peace and I'm like wait a minute that's my brother like what the fuck do you mean with rest in peace and so I lose my brother and I'm thinking that I have all the time in the world to kick it with him oh you know we'll catch each other next time type shit and then one day you wake up and you no longer have that opportunity. I will say I don't have any regrets because we did have a relationship and we did communicate. But I wish that I would have tried harder to spend time with him because now I don't have that option anymore. And it definitely angers and frustrates me because we were a lot alike, even though we did not grow up in the same house. Like my brother, he acted, he modeled um, he was like the extra, he was the extra yeah. in the series, the game. I don't know if you remember that show. Um, he was the extra in the originals. Like he did stunts and everything. He was super talented. And um, actually, when I moved to Atlanta in uh, August of 2017, uh, I was working, I wound up working at a bar um, in Midtown Atlanta. And, um, one of the servers that I work with actually lived down the street from my brother when he lived in Atlanta. Like, the so when I tell you the universe is so crazy, one day I posted him on um, my Instagram, I think it was his birthday. And she was like, you know, I don't mean to be rude, but, um what happened, like, I did, you said that that was your brother, and he was just so sweet, and, you know, he was a good person, I always used to see him, we lived around each other, and shit like that, and it's like me being a person who is uh, in the media industry, you know, I want to make music, I'm podcasting now, like, that's, that's pretty much the same interest, so I made a promise to myself that um, I was gonna follow my dreams, Um, in honor of my brother because he was so brave and fearless and going after what he wanted I'm like all right since you're no longer here and you can't do that I'm going to make sure I do everything in my power to fulfill my purpose and go after what I want so I will say that um just just keep that in mind because you you know you never know what will happen um, but I don't want anyone to be in my situation where they feel like they have all the time in the world to have a relationship or mend a relationship or fix a relationship with um, a family member and then before you know it you don't have that time so uh, that's an experience that I've had and I would just say that I mean I get it you know family sometimes they can be stressful and it's even though they're family, they might not act like it, but I just want to say, consider it. Um, Yeah, and that's that piece right there.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so um, what I was saying, though, like I I definitely feel all that, and I agree um, wholeheartedly. I think the situation with my sister was pretty unique because uh, actually quite similar to yours. I didn't meet her until I was about... um, somewhere bet- between 10 and 12 mm-hmm. and like i always had a desire to want to know my sister like i lived um in in west town or what people would consider the near northwest side near like chicago avenue in milwaukee mm-hmm. not far from downtown close to wicker park she was from the low ends, okay. off, of, off off of like 40th and like wentworth and shit and mm-hmm. so I used to always go and visit her ass and shit, kicking it. You know what I'm saying? My uh, my cousin used to come with me, chill with her people, smoke blunts, blase. You know what I'm saying? And um, like we would share those moments, but really me putting in that energy, right? Like I never really felt like a a real desire. Like yeah, this is my brother, but you know I see him when I see him type shit. Mm-hmm. So I think for me once I started to like pick up on that it was like okay like it is what it is I understand we come from different backgrounds different mothers and like that alone is enough said to understand De-
0: definitely enough said right night. there
1: you know? <laughs> so it's like I never really like harped on it too much but I think the fact that we have children now mm-hmm. is one of the reasons why I'm like okay I would like that to be differently but I'm still not forcing it. You
0: no, know? <laughs> nah, I'm definitely with that. Like, I ain't for forcing shit, you know? Like, I might, you know, throw something out there to see if, you know, somebody takes bait, but it's definitely not uh, <laughs> necessary or essential to force uh, relationships. But I definitely feel you with the the fact that you guys have kids now. And I also think that's important, too, that, you know, like, Family needs to know each other. You know what I'm saying. You see somebody on the street, you fuck around and be related to them, and you not know because of your family. And that's that's another thing with the whole family dynamics is. When I first met my brother, when I was twelve, I was pissed because I'm like, "Nigga, you didn't rob me. You didn't me of experiences and just growing up knowing my my brother. You know what I'm saying? Being able to spend time with him. And one thing I will say that I love about my oldest brother Kevin is Kevin has four kids and he has four different baby mamas and <laughs> he probably gonna kill me for saying that shit. But um I will say that my brother is an amazing father. He gets all his kids and he keeps them together so that they're able to grow up with one another and I love my brother for that because people don't understand how big that is but it's just like that shit matters bro like that shit real life matters being able to grow up with your siblings and like versus when you're getting older and trying to get to know another human being an adult when this person is already you know learned behavior stuck in their ways and have their own you know shit going on it's just like it's it's harder that way so um let me just salute my big bro for doing the damn thing and taking care of his kids and breaking the cycle in that sense with um all his killing each other and having a relationship with each other. I think that's dope um I kind of wanted to uh maneuver the conversation a little bit to something that I definitely want to speak on, and I think it's important as a woman um i uh definitely plan to do a show uh based on women and um mentoring and women organizations and empowerment and things like that because I feel like as a young black woman um uh, we are always in competition with one another, and uh so many things play into part with that you know media and whole bunch of other shit how we were raised and things like that but um that's a stigma I definitely want to uh get away from I would say is being in competition um I'm all about support um I feel like it is power and numbers and one thing that I did learn when I moved to Atlanta is I would say I love how the people down there were so willing to help you know, and give advice, and when I came back to Chicago, I'm like, I need to bring that back to my city, to where I'm from, to my people, and I want to show everyone that, okay, I got a podcast, you have a podcast, there's so many people out here that um, are podcasting and things like that, and that's okay, we don't need to be in competition with one another, I feel like we can do great things when we come together. Oh, so that's, that's my definitely one of my goals with this. Period. <laughs> that's my entire 50.
1: spirit in terms of like me doing podcasting and like literally the moment the moment that I hear the word podcast, I'm I'm having a conversation. What what do what are you trying to do? You know what I'm saying? Like me and you have been talking about this here for a while, and I'm like, gee, yeah. Podcast. Like, what do you need? I will provide <laughs> you with whatever. Just to make sure that you can do that shit. Like, you know? Because we, 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 you know what I'm saying? Our, our voices have power. And so we definitely have to learn how to come together and organize. But for the, you know, not to take away from your point of women, I definitely think that there, there needs to be more sisterhood among women. Yes. You know? Yes. Um But I will be very honest with you. And I would probably never say this anywhere else. I think a lot of times men get in the way of sisterhood among women.
0: Um, okay, now I definitely want to hear you expand a little bit on this, but I agree. But I want to hear what you have to say first, and then I'm going to kind of piggyback off of that.
1: In the sense of like a lot of times in, in both aspects, right? Men are influenced by women. Women are influenced by men. But at the same time, there's always been been the notion of like the guys, the bros. And like Mm -hmm. men are usually able to come together, commune, agree on certain things as well as deal with certain things in a capacity to where we can resolve those problems and still mend. uh, I mean, and and still right. maintain our relationships as friends. I, I think mm-hmm. sometimes when, when women get in relationships with men, or if you're dealing in a situation where, especially if we're talking about relationships and sex, and, and just mm-hmm. being in certain spaces where you may have, um, you know, someone essentially doing a lot within a particular circle, um i think i think knowing that there's not not a lot of sisterhood among women i think it's very easy for a man to use that to his advantage to kind of you know separate people apart you know what i'm saying really put something in her head and you know what i'm saying depend it it, it really depends on the situation but i know that male influence can be a problem in terms of women getting together
0: you know what? You honestly <laughs> on the target with that this one. Just right? maybe I agree. I agree and I appreciate your honesty because that coming from me probably would have been received a little different because I am a woman. But thank you for being honest as a man and putting that out there because like I said, it needs to be said and this is shit that we don't talk about. Um and I feel like that um stems from Honestly, self-esteem, security, confidence, and all of that, because um, one thing about me is I've always known who I was. I've always been confident in my beliefs and my um, opinions and everything. So it's very hard to sway me on certain things. Granted, depending on who you are and the role that you play in my life, you definitely can get in my head. Say, for instance, for instance, my mom. Like, um, my mom's opinion is important to me, obviously, because that's my mother and she raised me. So there are times where she's influenced certain decisions that I necessarily didn't want to do, but because she was my mother and she was telling me this and that, I'm like, okay, you know, she might be right. Let me, let me try this out, but as a woman and me dating um and dealing with men, I say I never really um did anything or um disliked a woman because of a man. That's just not my style. Like to be honest, I'm a very loving um and supportive person. So that's just not my forte no but um, I definitely have seen it in women.
1: What's your sign?
0: Uh, I am a Capricorn, the greatest of all motherfucking time, um, and I stand on that. <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> I'm a goat.
1: <laughs> cool.
0: Why just you wanted ask? to
1: know? Just, just, just want to keep certain things in in perspective as people listen, you know.
0: Yes. make sure make um, sure the right kind
1: of people show. get in your inbox, you know
0: that's <laughs> the right kind of people in my inbox Lord Jesus, I know um I'm about to get uh some interesting feedback until my aunties and my um uh, cousins, my grown cousins, and my mama out here that's gonna be listening to this. I apologize in advance for um some of the things y'all gonna hear but y'all raised me so y'all know how my mouth is and um yeah we just gonna keep it real and raw (laughs) but um what else did I want to uh touch on um I definitely am going to do a episode here towards you know anxiety and trauma and depression and things like that because that's that's huge. And I will say that over the past, I say year or two, you know, mental health has been um, a topic that we've talked about more in our community. And I love to see it, but I still feel like we need to talk about it more because it affects us in so many ways um, that sometimes you don't even realize oh, yeah. it. Uh, for me growing up, you know, it was. It was never when things went away. Oh, therapy, you know, is a is a suggestion. Like, not gonna lie, growing up, I never in a million years would think that I would be open to trying therapy. But growing up and you know having certain situations and family dynamics with my own, you know, mom and brother and things, I definitely be like, okay, you know, I think I think we might should try therapy but you know in the black community it's looked down upon oh i don't need no strength i don't need nobody in my business and this that, and the third but man i feel like we need therapy more than anybody on this goddamn oh, earth oh. because of all the shit that we, we have, <laughs> that we experience and that we, we go have through. Hundreds years crazy. of trauma
1: on us and like and for me personally like i'm 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 with the I'm with mental health and everything you know what I'm saying um mm-hmm. I don't like to use the word therapy per se i i I think mm-hmm. I think it's more easy to say that people need someone to talk to and not yes. just just someone to talk to, but a guided conversation most of us need guided yes, conversations so. you know with someone who is thoughtful and and able to understand, like, okay, this person has things that they need to relieve themselves of. They need um, mm-hmm. advice. They need to become a little bit more in tune with themselves. Let me have a conversation that's not just for them to give me this information, but for them to, you know, elaborate on some of their feelings and things that they may not say often. And and see how that Right. You know what I'm saying? I think that that sounds so much better, especially to, like, since there is such a big stigma behind going to see a therapist. You know what I'm saying? People automatically thinking I'm not crazy or, you know, thinking that right. you're going to go and they're going to label you and give you some meds. And, you know, mm-hmm. there, there's all these different thoughts and opinions. But I do think that some of us just simply need a motherfucker to talk to. You know?
0: and, th- and that's really that. And to talk to someone with an unbiased (laughs) opinion because um i am a big herd fan and i was watching his breakfast club interview uh when he released ptsd and he made a point that you know um when he went to therapy his therapist is a like i think she's in her 30s or 40s and she's a white woman and he was like you know at first i'm like i don't want to talk to no white woman like what the fuck she know about you know what I got going on but at the end of the day he said that it was good because I need to talk to somebody that didn't go through what I go through to get that different opinion about you know certain experiences and things like that and I love that interview I love Herb I love what he's doing but um I definitely agree we need to people need you need someone to talk to you definitely need to because um growing up again uh, talking about certain things and crying and all of that you know I grew up in a house where I received tough love and granted I love the fact that I did receive tough love because at the end of the day in the world that we live in that we live in a cold ass world so shit's not going to be handed down to us shit isn't going to be easy but at the same time I do feel like as um, black and black women we're always looked at as being strong and to have this you know kind of demeanor as a strong black woman and not to show emotion and emotion is weak and now as I'm getting older and I've experienced certain things it's like I'm starting to be okay with being emotional and vulnerable in certain situations in front of certain people um I think that that's very important, but needing someone to talk to, shit.
1: You know, <laughs>
0: <laughs> don't we all? <laughs> don't I, we all? Because, baby, i done been through some things and still have not talked about it, but it will be coming. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, and, and
1: just imagine, like, especially when like we get into like those other conversations about like you know things that are kind of like generational. Just imagine the outcome mm-hmm. if like you know, if my great-grandmother, you know, in certain moments where she had said, you know, her nerves was bad, that if she had somebody around mm-hmm. her to kind of just, you know what I'm saying, pick her brain a little bit, get her get her to, to express about why your nerves are bad, why do you feel that way, you know what I'm saying, what kind of things you holding on, like, and just how that would change the route of just, like, the generations that came after our great and
0: em- after
1: and, and, and yeah. certain principles that was instilled in us from, from our parents because of their parents. And you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's one mm-hmm. big cycle, one big cycle.
0: Yes, definitely. So um, another episode I want to talk about, um, as far as addressing elephants in the room is, Generations, the millennials versus Generation X and millennials versus the baby boomers, because um, I definitely feel like there are some disconnects that need to be addressed for us to have better relationships in the future. Like me and my mom, we bump heads a lot because we disagree on certain things because she feels like, you know, she did things a certain way. It's, I don't want to say it's necessarily the only way, but it's like, it's Mm -hmm. the best way. And so being her over the years has bumped heads with like my profession as to what I want to go in. Like, you know, I was raised, grow up, you're going to go to school. Once you graduate from high school, you're going to go to college. You're going to get a degree in the field that, you know, you're going to be able to make money off of. And granted, I definitely understand that. Um, but I went away to ISU as an accounting major to only get to ISU and to have my first accounting class my junior year and hate that shit. I mean, hate it. I'm talking about I'm in lecture, bored as fuck, mad as hell, not wanting to pay attention because I was not interested in it. And when I told my mom that I wanted to change my major, she wasn't necessarily, you know, excited about it because what i want to go into off that is not a um a field where you're making money and so while i get what my mom wants for me i wanted her to get like look the way that i'm wired the way i'm set up I have to be doing something that I love. I cannot get up going to work every day hating what I do. I don't give a fuck how much money I make. I'm truly not going to be happy. And if I'm truly not happy in what I'm doing, then I'm not going to give my all. And I'm only going to do it for so long before I let me go try something else. And I think now um, after her seeing how serious I was about my craft and everything. Um, she's becoming more supportive and on um, board, but it took for me to leave ISU, for me to leave the community college that I went to, it took for me to go through certain experiences, for me to be like, okay, fuck it. I'm gonna do what I wanna do and I'm going to show people this is why I'm doing it. And um, I'm thankful for the experiences and everything. But um, going back to the different generations, you know, I feel like at some point or maybe I could be a little further along if I had not wasted time going after a major that wasn't, you know, something that I was passionate about even though I don't want to say waste of time because everything is a learning experience, but still, you know, you feel me? It was just like, if I would have went away for something that i truly truly um, was passionate about to begin with, maybe I would be in a different space, but I'm a firm believer of everything happens for a reason. So I am exactly where I'm supposed to be right for now. Sure.
1: Yeah. I can relate to that a thousand percent. Cause like,
0: like like
1: like real shit like when i when i think about my mom and my dad i often look at them and think you motherfuckers can't really be happy you know what i'm saying it's like all right boom my dad right my dad lives in new york he lives in the bronx he's been there since i was mm-hmm. born and uh he has his masters he makes very good money he works for the state he's a social worker And so it's like, okay, we get on the phone and, you know, he talks, you know, he, my, my dad is very goal oriented. You know what I'm saying? He's going to write some shit down and he's going to make sure that he accomplishes (laughs) that shit regardless of what it is. But it's like, I, I listen and I like, I hear work and I hear like scholarship, but it's like how much of that shit is really you? How much are, how, how are you really enjoying life? Like you've been working and doing all this. Yeah. You have these accomplishments, but at what cost, what do you, what did you sacrifice Mm -hmm. to, to get those things? And now that you have them, how much do they really mean? You know, I, I think about my mom the same way. Now, now my mom's a little different because at least growing up, her passion was fashion design and art. And so my mom went to Columbia for fashion design and she didn't really do much with it because she had me shortly after. Okay. And so she got caught up in kind of like the rat race essentially, you know, being being a single mom. So I, I get it. But it's like at a certain point, especially now that I'm 28, 29 years old and being in certain similar, you know, situations where it's like, all right, you need to make a decision about what you're going to do. I still could mm-hmm. never make a decision to put myself in the space where I'm going to do something that I'm unhappy with for the sake of money. Yeah. I just can't do it personally.
0: Big if, fact. <laughs> if, if it doesn't
1: resonate with my soul, if I can't feel myself you know, being happy and being creative, doing some shit, I'm not fucking with it, you know?
0: Period. <laughs> and,
1: and best belief, I was groomed up differently. I was supposed to be the Morehouse man. I was supposed to be the one to go to college and, and be a lawyer and do all this shit. Who would have fucking ever thought that here I am, podcasting and trying to be on radio and want to create, like, conceptual art shit. You know what I'm saying? Like... I don't I don't I don't want to live any like traditional lifestyle you know what I'm saying like no I'm good I'm good on that
0: (laughs) no that's why I feel like me and you definitely hit it off well because we're very similar in that way like I know what I want to do and um After, you know, reading hella books and just studying, like, my favorite artists and people out here, it's like, when you see that what you want has already been Mm -hmm. attained by other people, it's just like, okay, so what the fuck do I have to do to get that? And that's just, like, the mindset that I've been in for the past few years as, okay, everything that I want is tangible. Like, people have already done that. Um, so I know for a fact that it's possible and whether or not you not you but you know outsiders feel like it's attainable I never (laughs) cared because it's just like now that my mind is made up I'm gonna do everything in my power to live the lifestyle that I know I was meant for and that's not be working in corporate America, working for somebody for the rest of my life because this corporate America bullshit, it ain't it. And um, me and my aunt, my auntie Tabu, shout out to her, we have conversations about this all the time. And she's super supportive of, you know, uh, the lane that I want to go into. And she's like telling me, like I'm working on some stuff for, you know, you and the rest of my uh, cousins so that we don't have to work. For corporate America for the rest of our lives and I will one day be that woman who's created opportunities for others um to be able to be you know entrepreneurs creatives and things like that because I really think that it's important the way the world that we live in now is too easy to be your own boss you know what I'm saying and I know for a fact that my people specifically, we are super dope. We're talented. We're creative. You got um, writers. You have musicians. You have models. Like We are dope. When I tell you I've met some dope-ass people at ISU, um, at Illinois Media School, and just all walks of life, um, I definitely want to be a part of shifting the culture and shifting um us from becoming workers to bosses so that's definitely a goal of mine
1: for sure i mean i i was i would say corporate america is lit if you're not an employee
0: of course it's lit for the person whose position is secure that's automatic and it's honestly sad how certain employees can give years of their lives to these companies and still be replaced at the blink of an eye. You know, I've recently had my own experience with a company where I was disposable, so to speak, and it was definitely um, a reality check. I was hired in May of 2019 for a radio advertising company, which was family owned up north, and I thoroughly enjoyed what I did. I worked in the marketing department, only black girl in the company to have a position, you know, of that significance. And there were other black people at the company that worked in the sales department. And to the company, if you weren't a top seller, they really ain't care about you for real. So as months go by, you know, I'm receiving hella praise and recognition from my work because apparently the people before me were stealing from the company, not doing what was a cry to them and some more shit. And despite me receiving praise for the work that I did, as months passed by I will be singled out for minute things by upper management. Meanwhile, it's motherfuckers in there doing everything under the sun and when I say everything under the sun, like I'm not even exaggerating. Um but because they were great sellers, you know, it was overlooked. Now I've been working since I was like fourteen, fifteen, so I know how shit goes. I know that inevitably There's always going to be some form of favoritism, politics, and all that shit. You know, working for corporations and businesses. But there are certain things that I won't tolerate, and discrimination is one of them. And most of the shit that they would pull me into the office for would be minor shit, so I didn't pay it any mind. But there was one time that I did speak with the general manager because I was wrongly accused of not working, and that's some shit that I'm not about to let slide. Um, And the second time I was wrongly accused of something, I had all my documentation that proved that the manager who accused me of misrep was wrong. So uh, that was the first episode right there, Um, a moment of vulnerability, I hope you guys enjoy and um I want to again thank my special guest, Rashana Sierra, for um coming to do this episode with me and honestly for all the help that you've done so far and all the help that you are going to continue to help me with because you know I'm gonna be bugging your ass. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hey uh, anytime, anytime, like in all seriousness, like especially as being someone who I would regard as being one of my newer closer friends, like I was super happy, you know, to hear that you he was <laughs> like, "Yo, I'm about to do this shit," you know, especially especially right now being in like in this in this quarantine moment, that we're in, club <laughs> corona as I call it, you know, and just and just taking the time to really mm-hmm. be like useful with your time, and and you know having that desire to wanting to produce something that is going to be um useful you know you know oftentimes we we spend yes. a lot of time <laughs> on bullshit, you know, and creating and making things and trends that don't do anything for anyone so um definitely mad kudos to you and uh, i'm just excited to watch to watch this shit grow and you know just to see where Bye. you go next
0: Oh, yeah, <laughs> I I'm appreciate be- it. Um, so tell everybody again where they can follow you and tune into your podcast. Anymore.
1: All right, so you can follow me on everything at I am Rashad Nasir R A S H A D N A S I R. And once again, I am the co host of the What Up Joe podcast hosted by myself and um the homie Danny12Tree. So definitely check out the What Up Joe podcast on everything. Uh, and be in tune for the Joe and Co um, podcast network, uh, which I have going on. Uh, shout out to the Managed podcast and a few other projects that I got coming out later this year. I'm just a creator, man. Just trying to just trying to steal the hearts <laughs> of all my fellow Chicagoans yes Talked yes it, you know? so
0: make sure y'all follow him Um, Rashad is a very dope individual uh, very creative very intelligent um <laughs> Best kept. so um make sure y'all tune in to my <laughs> homie um you guys can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at underscore it's Ari Marie that's I-T-S a-R-I-M-A-R-I-E. And um, basically, uh, I came up with the idea to end my um, episodes with a quote or a lyric. Uh, anybody that knows me knows I love quotes. I love music. Um, I'm big on quotes and words. Um, I'm also a writer. Uh, so I am going to end my episode off with this quote. Waiting for the perfect condition is a strategy for missed opportunities and procrastination. Um, And that's actually something that I tweeted a year ago today. And ironically, today I am recording uh, my first episode. Well, I just recorded my first episode for um, my podcast. And so I just want to say to anybody who has a dream, who has something that they're working on, Um, and they've been procrastinating like myself. Uh, Don't procrastinate. Honestly, I've received so much support so far uh, just by releasing uh, my first flyer for the podcast and It's honestly crazy to me, uh, (laughs) the amount of love and support I received, but don't hesitate. You know, Uh, I was making up all these excuses as to why I couldn't, uh, release it. And I want to do this and I want to do that. And literally I finally just went after it and, um, I'm so excited. So make sure you guys go after what you want to do, no matter, um, who says you can't do it or who doesn't support you do what you want to do and when you put your heart and your soul into it people are going to recognize that so um that's that I am out and y'all will catch me next week love y'all